you guys need to decide when you're ready to take on the challenge because I think you might need a bit more than four weeks as Ashley mentioned there but let's get it done beforehand I love your confidence but you haven't got a hope OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app OTB AM The Sports Breakfast Show from Off The Ball now to uh, rugby I'm delighted to say James Tracy is with us James good morning to you how are you? Gents fantastic how are you? Yeah very good um, we should start with the Sexton news the rest of the world is outraged I think uh, justice has been fully served here and uh, Johnny's been heavily punished for you know a few mild words after the game what's everybody what's everybody got their knickers in a twist about? I think yeah I think it's about right to be honest uh, you know like you see people online uh comparing it to Dylan Hartley and stuff like that but like his track record versus Sexton's you know like Sexton's a fiery player on the pitch I think people forget uh, a lot that it's never like sent off for it he's never you know it's never people might feel personally that he goes too far but he's a competitor you know uh, if anyone's watched um the last dance like he's he's very Michael Jordan-esque in how competitive he is and, and driving the standards whether it be his own team whether it be officials um, that's just who he is and, and you wouldn't change him for the world uh, I think three games is is fair like it's obviously if it was anyone else going into a World Cup without having played in, in six months he'd be a bit worried but I've seen him come off the back of big layoffs and um, he uh, he'll be he'll hit the ground running I have no no kind of uh, worries or, or hesitations about uh, him not getting to play in those warm-up games. But yeah, to be honest, I'm I'm delighted that uh, he, I thought that they might throw the book at him. Um, but I think it is, it, the fact that he's he's such a clean track record definitely uh, definitely helped him. Yeah, I, I do, all joking aside, like three-game ban in international rugby, there's basically 12 or 14 games a year if you're lucky. It's a quarter of a season. It's a massive ban, really. It just so happens that like if this was in the middle of the Six Nations, it'd be devastating because that'd be the end of his tournament or it'd be uh, three-fifths of his tournament gone. It just so happens to coincide with the warm-ups. That's a fluke. Like, if he'd, if he'd done this after the first game of the World Cup, he'd be out for the rest of the uh, group stages. So, like, it is, it is a serious ban... And uh, the rest of the world giving out about it, you know, you know whatever. Yeah, uh, let them let them have say what they want to say. They're going to try get under our skin about like a generational talent that we have that's coming into his last World Cup, uh, the last dance for for him. So, of course, they're going to want them to be not playing for for Ireland. You know, we're one of the best teams in the world. They're going to be trying to get rid of every good player we have to get an opportunity. So, listen, I don't blame them. I'd be calling for the head of any other uh, top player in the world uh, for, for New Zealand or South Africa or something like that. If we had a chance to get rid of one of them for a World Cup, but uh, listen, we have now for uh, for the beginning of it, and um, you know the momentum is going to start building and it's going to start getting exciting. But all the rest of the external chatter and, and everything, it's. Um, it's just lip service and it's not going to affect uh, hopefully our run into it you have to respect the mitigating circumstances as well there James in, in, in Sexton's previous disciplinary record because like you, you mentioned the last dance the amount of attention Johnny Sexton gets in the pitch I'm sure he gets plenty of uh, ribbon and, and words pointed in his direction and he gets a lot of physical attention as well so to have a clean physical record or a disciplinary record as a, as a fly half is all the more impressive yeah, and it's not even as an out half because a lot of out halves typically wouldn't be the most uh, 
what would you say, uh, not necessarily aggressive, but confrontational. And I think it's just part of his character that he's unbelievably fiery. Um, it gets him going. It gets everyone going. It gets the energy uh, in the crowd, in the stadium, uh, within the team going. And like you wouldn't change that for the world, you know. Sometimes he's he's uh, he's he boils over, but so so do we all, you know. And and uh, I, I think it's it's leaves us in a great spot, you know. If we miss kind of the first World Cup game or two or three of the of the pool games, I think. We'd kind of be sweating a bit, thinking he could, he could only come back in for you know maybe the latter stages, assuming the groups go well. But uh, I think the fact he'll be available from from the get go, minus the the few pool games, which I'm sure he would have had limited uh, involvement in anyway. You know, he he would wouldn't have been playing 80 minutes in all in all three of them. So um, I think we can uh, just get excited now about what's ahead. And um, yeah, we've we've the the last chance to look at uh, one of the probably the most influential Irish player uh, of all time. He's had a bigger impact off the pitch as he has on the pitch with players, with backroom staff, with all the stuff that uh, a lot of people wouldn't see, um, you know, and, and a lot of the greats are, you know, great on the pitch, but he's also great off the pitch and, and someone you've got to war for. Um, we've had, Brian O'Driscoll talked to us before about how long it takes you to feel battle-hardened as the season Whereas on, how does Sexton replicate the hits that he's going to get when he actually takes the field in a competitive game without getting injured in training? Like, what, What's that balance like? I think he's, how many years is he, you know, he's whatever, 17 years in the game. He's, he's, he knows how to get himself ready uh, without having to, to do proper uh, full-on bone-on-bone contact. There's levels you can get to in training, whether it be with tackle bags, tackle suits, different things. But he he's he only knows one way, and that's that's uh, playing at the line, playing hard, and, and he's uh, he's going to be fine. I, I know like his fitness will, will be amazing. They're going to get a great preseason in. Um, he's had like a full run in. If anything, if you want to do a massive spins on it, it's going to give him a chance to rehab all the other little niggles that he might have had that he would have been playing on with. So like, you want to do a turn it completely on its head it's been like this is probably the freshest and best version of them that we're going to get because how how many times can you be like right i'm going to have a sabbatical that's going to lead me into my last competition ever that i'm going to play so he's got all the time in the world to hit the gym get every bit of fitness get, like get every little niggle out of the way before he gets to to run into it so if you want to be an eternal optimist uh, and flip it on its head you could look at it the other way either uh, we asked you to do your depth chart for us um, for the yeah. front row. Slight changes this time from one of the ones that we've done recently, but I think uh, fairly obvious. Loose head number one is uh, Porter, two is Healy, and three is Kilcoyne. Kilcoyne is shoehorning himself back into that conversation with a, a late burst. I think he's, yeah, but it's with the energy he brings. And there's another guy as well. He's, he's an unbelievable person to have in, a, in an environment. He's like unbelievable crack, but also like trains unbelievably hard. And but what he brings is just something a little bit different, you know. And I think it'll depend on who you're playing against, um, where where you, you kind of you bring him into a game as maybe even like as a as a second choice, where you're looking for that impact of you know he's going to come on, he's going to give you you know ten fifteen carries off the bench, and it's going to be exciting full of energy he's going to put in a few big shots um he just he's an energizer and 
Uh, I think there's there's a big value for that on and off the pitch, especially in a World Cup squad. And uh, like his valuable is is his value within that group is, is kind of it's hard to quantify, but from being in environments with him, uh, I can see why he's uh, he's part of that group. Uh, Porter has become uh, one of the great Irish athletes. Uh, his impact on the field over the last couple of years, the uh, the transformation, I suppose, in, in his reliability in, in all sorts of ways. It's just a maturing of somebody that we knew had massive potential, but he's really starting to deliver on that potential. Yeah, I think miles on the clock at the top end is is uh, it's only going to make him better and better and better. And I think like, he's still not even there yet. You know, I think he, he probably. Once uh, his, you know, with his scrummaging, it's unbelievably powerful. But you know, he, he comes up against the best players in the world. And I think when he reaches his full potential at that, I think he's going to be probably one of the best loose heads to ever do it. He, he's genu- he's genuinely one of the strongest, uh, most freakish, talented slash athletes I've ever come across. And that's coming after Keen Healy, who was the you know original freak of nature uh, to, to come through Leinster in that role so um, I'm excited for, for the player he could become but he's already an, an unbelievable talent and uh, yeah very lucky to have like you look through that front row and you know if you're talking World 15 they're they're all in a conversation you know the, depending on form and depending on everything they're all in a conversation for a starting jersey so like what a spot to be in going into a World Cup the age profile as well I guess in, in that position in particular Loosehead like Porter 27 Healy and Kilcoyne obviously a bit further along in their journey in their 30s like what's coming after that I, I know Josh Witterly a couple of years ago I think Keith Wood had, had him kind of as someone who beyond those three maybe was, was a name to, to look out for but are the options thereafter in terms of the, the younger players uh, there? Yeah of course you've had uh, Jeremy Lachman in the Irish camp I think he's, he's been unbelievable for, for Munster Uh He's the likes of Ed Byrne, who hasn't really got a proper go at international level, who's been like, like again, a massive presence off the pitch, but also a leader on the pitch for, for Leinster. And uh, I think if he actually got a run of games, he, he'd be uh, he'd, he'd be in green like a lot more often than yeah, he's only gotten, I think, maybe one cap, one or two caps, but he's been in camp a decent bit. But again, he's a player who's, who's probably underappreciated. Uh, but yeah, we, there's, there's lots of young, good talent coming through in Leinster also. Um, but as I said, the age profile of the that starting um, front row there is quite young anyway. We're going to get a few more, especially, you know, Tiges. Yeah, he's in his 30s, but, you know, he's uh, he's only coming into his prime, really, in tight years. We've got Sheehan at number one at Hooker and Kelleher's two, Herring is three. Um, Sheehan has just become one of our best players over the last 12 months where it's like he's just a sensation. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone could deny that it's his jersey and, and when I was talking about, you know, world 15 kind of players, you're the top form in this season. I don't know how you're not having him as you're starting Hooker in your world 15. Uh, he's He's really just... He, you know, everyone has parts of their game they can improve on, but he has really, really filled in the gaps from when he came in as a young pup in in Leinster to what he's become now. He just he had the raw talent, and he just needed to to figure out a little bit about the the detail of the game and understanding of the game and the, the scrummaging side of things. But 
he's clearly gone away. He's worked on it unbelievably hard, and and he's he's um he's written the rewards of his, his hard work, and and that's the stuff that no one talks about. It the the unseen bits. We all see him, you know, throwing these offloads and and making line breaks and and everything. But it's his actual core roles as a hooker, which he's uh, he's come on and he's. As I said, he's at the, in the conversation for one of the best hookers in the world. When you're getting better at scrummaging, when you were talking about Porter and Sheehan, is that hours on the scrum machine? Is it video analysis? Is it like literally working with somebody who's analysing your body position? What What's the technicalities that you're actually doing on a day-to-day basis to get better? So it's, a, it's, a, it's everything, all of the above. It's, it's time in the saddle. That's why uh, like props and hookers depend to come into their own when they're a little bit older because you kind of have to learn the hard way from more experienced guys who've been around the block. But I know like Ty Furlong would have taken an interest in, in anyone who w- wants to learn. He's a, he loves the scrums, but he would have taken an interest in Dan because Dan was eager to learn when he came in. He saw the talent there and, uh, you know, he would sit down he talked through different fields of what are you feeling in there? And he talked through, how to counteract that or and he'd show on the video been like okay you think you're doing this this is what your body actually looks like and look at the overhead view here then you go down maybe into the gym and you might do some some setups or uh stuff like that so just you're kind of familiarizing yourself that when you're in the heat of the moment when you're absolutely wrecked when you're uh you're you're about to pack down for a scrum that really matters you've done the reps you, you know what the right feeling is that's good you know who you're playing against, what they're likely to do. And if they do this, you know how to work with your props to counteract that. If, if, if they're going the other way, you know, again, okay, here's an opportunity to attack. And also building the relationship. So like those guys now are getting reps for Ireland. They're getting reps for Leinster. That is like, I can't explain to you how much of a benefit that's going to be to them in the next three, four, five years. It's already reaping its re- rewards, but it's just building that familiarity. All of a sudden, you know, I remember I've talked before about knowing what people are good at. You know how to get them into a good spot. And if I can make Tyg feel comfortable and feel like he can attack and keep everything together, you're going forward. You know, or if we're playing against a loose head, I know he struggles, uh, you know, he finds very kind of tricky or hard to play against. Like Kilcoyne would be a, a perfect example. Kilcoyne is like very awkward loose head to scrummage against for a tight head. So you've got to, if I'm if I'm playing with with Tyg, I know going in that right. I need to set him up in a way that he feels comfortable dealing with Kilcoyne, and then we can worry about everything else. I'm not just worrying about right. Let's get in here and go forward, and you know I'm, I'm in my own page. I have to be aware of okay, does is Porter happy with uh, the way that this you know it couldn't be it might be a bad matchup for him. So okay, right, I'm going to put a bit more priority on making sure Porter's in a good position making sure Porter's happy with how he's set up so that we have the best chance of success. And we're not just thinking about going forward, getting a penalty. It's actually a little bit more than that. Thinking, okay, how can we set ourselves up for success here? And that's what time in the saddle for, for Dan over the next while is uh, is going to get better and better at because he's already getting to a point now. You see Ireland, uh, their scrum is brilliant. So he's obviously reaching those levels. But it, the longer he's in that seat, the better he's going to get it become more aggressive because he knows how to set everyone up properly so they can attack a bit more. When you're in that scrum, do you automatically know that it's that the, they're comfortable beside you? And is that like body position? 
are they telling you? Are they do they have tells where there's like specific grunts or heavy breathing that you're like, uh oh, that's not a good sign. So it, there's a lot of feeling to it, you know, and, and like Tyg would, he's very vocal about whether he's comfortable or where he's not comfortable, and that's what you want. You want direct feedback, but there's a feeling of it's like a glow of like when something just fits right of like the bind and everyone's set up when you've done it over and over and over and you've chatted through what works what doesn't work you just know that right feeling you're balanced you're primed you're ready to go everyone's on the same page and it's a feeling that's kind of hard to to describe but it only comes from doing it wrong like time after time after time and talking to each other until you you find the right way of doing it and then repping that repping 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 and been on the same page as i said in the video analysis room knowing who you're playing against and knowing what the guys either side of his strengths are so you can make them be the best they can be and then every, everyone goes forward from there Sheehan's tall isn't he so that obviously would have taken a bit of time for them to get used to that massively yeah so he's about 6'3 I'd say and again that it's a very different you know you'd be adjusting where you set up on versus say like myself or say like John McKee be smaller than me Ronan probably be a, an inch taller than me so there wouldn't be too much between me and Ronan, but even like the breadth, the width of your body and like, it's just a different, everyone's just a different feel. So um, that's what I said, continuity, it all makes such a difference in terms of uh, of knowing how it works. And again, does your loose head and, and your tight head, like do their styles um, complement each other? That's another consideration for you as a hooker because then you have to kind of like either rein one of them in or kind of get the other one's ear and be like, right, we're going to have to work together on this so we can make him look good. And then we all are, are benefiting. And so there's layers to it all. But uh, I think the three of them now had had so many reps together in big games and it's only going to keep getting better and better. And, you know, when you're on the outside looking in, you, you know, you're, you want to be in the middle of those two because you're in the middle of those two, you're starting big games. And, and it's as long as you're doing well, you're not going to be moving anytime soon. So it, it's going to be a hard nut to crack to get back here to break up that uh, that front row. But uh, it's amazing seeing the three of them grow together. So you've got Furlong, Bealham and Healy at tight head. Um, Bealham really come of age in the last two years, to your point about uh, maturing. He'd obviously been around the squad for a long period of time. But when Furlong went down, we didn't miss a beat. It was like, hang on a second, this guy's like right there now. So there's no sense of that. And then... Just Keen Healy's remarkable ability to be on both sides is, is ludicrous, really. Yeah. So, so like Finley again, like Finley be a, a very different type of scrummager to to Tyg, you know, and and it's understanding that. But he's now found a way. I'd I'd been unbelievably effective at international level. His uh, his defense and uh, like his ability, his chop tackling is unbelievable. It that uh. A, a, or a metric in, in Connacht years ago uh, it was kind of like a, how many tackles you could get in a row without missing a tackle and then if you, as soon as you missed one you had to start all over again and did a, a leaderboard uh, and it had to be an effective chop or whatever and I think Finley was about four to, four x the closest person to him on that leaderboard of uh, of effective chop tackles made and, and little unseen stuff but he's also he's got the slick hands we think of the, the Hugo Keenan try um, but he's just He's a great guy to have, but he's also a really good tight end around the pitch. And that seems to be the new type of tight end is what someone who's effective in the scrum uh, and really good around the pitch. And and unless you're 
you know, an, an, an unbelievable savage in the scrum. You kind of can get away with not having the silky skills, but uh, he's very effective at scrum time and, and uh, he really suits that new kind of Irish game plan of, of everyone kind of having to be able to play with the ball at the line and have an understanding of how to manipulate defences. The 20 had a brilliant run as well, James. Like I know you've been picking out a couple of the players that um, potentially could make it a senior. I think the last time we were in a world final at that age grade was 2016 and quite a number of players came through. So who do you reckon could make that um, that step up, I guess? Uh, well, I think Mangan uh, has shown himself to to be a real enforcer. Now, I would have had a bit of a uh, crossover uh, with him towards the end of my career and I actually didn't realise how young he was when he came in. Like He's a absolute beast of a man and, and very exciting young talent. Um, good Newbridge College man as well. Uh but yeah, he, he's a volume, absolute bruiser who who gets through a lot of work and would make a lot of people look better. Um, so you wouldn't necessarily you know, you notice the volume of the carries and the tackles and everything he gets through. But he's also his, his detail on his ruck work, um, on his, his ability to just do the unseen work and make other players uh, around him better. And, and that's the the sign for me of a of a quality back row. And he can play in the second row as well. So quality back row that that'll go on uh, I think everyone's obviously talked about Prendergast um, it's hard to, to look past him I think for me he, he is kind of the kind of player you want to nurture and not chuck in the deep end he's got a ridiculously high ceiling which is very exciting um, he's got a, a very 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 big boot uh, good to see the spiral coming back in he, he's a he's a fan of that but uh just the freedom he plays with, he's kind of like a a cross with a, with a, a lot of the out halves we have in in uh, in Ireland at the moment. You know, it's like you wouldn't box him into the, the. It was not really similar to any of them, so it's nice to have again something a bit different. He doesn't seem to be afraid to try things, and I think you know that will benefit him. But you know, he'll have tough days. He'll learn hard lessons, but I think it's an exciting time to have such a talented guy who doesn't seem to have that fear, you know, and it just means when he does get that opportunity to, to step up, he's not going to be afraid to to be himself and enjoy playing. Um, yeah, very excited about him. And so hopefully he'll get a few few runs out um, in the coming season for, for Leinster and in uh, maybe a few of the early games and then see how he goes and, and try to progress him on, maybe with a few kind of more senior players around him. I think that, like, Leo of Cullen's very good at doing that, giving you an opportunity with kind of a sprinkle of of experience just to, to make you feel comfortable, you know. Uh, it really matters on, on when you're kind of making that next step. Like if you to, to get the better players around you, they just give you confidence and they also, they don't make as many mistakes and they're always kind of telling you the right things. So it just makes you more comfortable to have the best opportunity to kind of grasp that first go of, uh, of playing in bigger games so looking forward to seeing how he goes um, and then lastly uh, Gleeson I thought uh, he's another like massive talent uh, I think that, that next gen of, of uh, monster players are, are um, really really bright and, and like that's a, I feel like all the academy systems and everything like that it's quite cyclical and I feel like they have a really good wave of, of young talent coming along like they're coming off the back of winning um, a URC and 
it's going to give a serious amount of life and belief into that next generation. Um, so yeah, so any any anyone you you boys saw that stuck out for you? Gleason is the name that we've all been talking about. Like every time Quinny comes on, obviously he's got the Tipperary links, but I mean he's just a good hurler as well. Yeah, well Tipperary missed out. Maybe they're not uh, securing him to the GEA, but GEA's loss is, is is rugby's gain. Like he's just a barreler. Is there any world, James, in which we stick Prendergast on another team for a year and loan him out in the style of a good soccer team like? Man City, you go off and you play for a year and then you come back and you're ready to go. So the only way he, if he goes, he's gone. So that's uh, a dangerous, uh, a dangerous game to, to even think about. But it's it's definitely, you know, it's possible that, you know, New Sephora or um, Andy Farrell decide, you know, I want you playing uh, first team a bit faster in the next couple of years. Who knows? But if he goes, it'll be a Joey Carby situation where we, it won't be coming back. So um, let's not wish that one into his existence because uh, we want to hold on to this guy as long as we can. Yeah. Somebody else can go and he can take the first team place and we'll all be happy if, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. James, good stuff. Thanks a million. Cheers. Cheers, gents. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.